review. It didn't taste like grapefruit. Everybody's dead, we're burning up. I don't know, the door is locked though, and it's making me nervous. I can't <laughs> read, how can I write? Yeah, you're straight fucked, but... We can, we're still cutting off. Not a single second of <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point your hand gets tired when you're writing. I'm oh, sure just you fucking wait, Asa. <laughs> it was me. I killed your dreams. What do you want from me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut out the part where it's the Asa with the chair, too. You probably... failed English! Oh man, this is wildly and irrelevant. Come on, Come on Mallory, like. your medical professional degree can't tell you why a poop is brown. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Books with Bastards. It's good to have you all back. Uh, as usual, we have our... First and foremost, bastard, Mallory. I shouldn't have introduced her while she was drinking. Hello. Your technical bastard, Zach. Happy to be in this seat again. We have our ever-present drinking buddy, Caleb, who is... His, his non-ever-presentness is the reason that this recording is three weeks after due. What do you mean? What do you mean? Exactly what I said. And, of course, we have... Uh, <laughs> A somewhat tired-looking Asa in the corner, a little, little loose. I'm good. I'm Me good. and Asa have been working yeah, quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. 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 They, they've they've been running themselves ragged. So we're. Uh, Asa actually looks like he's covered in a light layer of dust right now. Yeah, he does seem a little browner. Oh, it sure. almost looks Very like he's got so. a filter on. Yeah, and his hair does seem a little shaggier. Well, it did until he did a thing that would normally shagify anybody else's hair. Asa's hair is weird. I've noticed that. It, like, reverse... He, he, he can unshag his hair by trying to make it worse. This is... This is startling. Anyways, yeah, my hair is pretty, quite dusty from work, yep. I was in a dusty situation right at the, right at the end. Right at the bitter end. I hadn't bitter gotten bank. my clothes dirty all day, which was my goal. What were you trying <laughs> to look nice for? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. That was a joke. Okay. Get dirty at some point. <laughs> yeah. Well, Zach, why don't we kick this off with a drink on real quick? All right. The enthusiasm. Yeah, God. I hope, I, hope, I hope we're really wowing you guys all today. Did <laughs> you not sleep what? today or what? No, I, had, I think the problem is I did sleep just a lot before of I came over. Get rested, man. Oh, he took a nap that should have turned into an all-night nap. I should have I taken an all-nighter. Uh, Valerie, what are you drinking over there? Oh, just a glass of rosé. I was trying to think of a funny drink for this book, but yeah, yeah. it was hard to. I was thinking yeah. red wine. You'll understand why once we get into it. Yeah, I was like, nobody here really likes red wine. Yeah, well, a drink. it turns out that if there are themed drinks that are relevant to the book and none of us want them, you guys are on your own. <laughs> Can we fart? No. What? Maybe one of the dogs. Oh. Sorry. It's probably you ever smelt it, dealt it. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> oh my god. Bring it out the old you got me. <laughs> I have not gotten to use that. Hey, so what are you rocking over there? Time. I've got a little bit of rose also. All right. To start off. A little bit of Barnard then... Griffin, 2021, courtesy of Zach. Yeah, <laughs> courtesy of Zach. Uh, Myself am drinking uh hot tub lifeguard, a pineapple mango sour from Balebreaker Brewing. And uh, I quite like it. I've already finished off one of these packs last week. Oh, wow. 
Oh, yeah, that's what I drank while we were having our little campfire. Glowing review. Nice. I was wondering nice. if that was new. It's not, but I haven't drank it on recording yet, so nice. I wanted to bring it along. Bell breaker, huh? Mm-hmm. What are you rocking, Caleb? Uh, I have my new classic, the Smirnoff Ice. I think I got a different flavor than I usually would grab. Yeah, I think you're out of Pineapple. mango. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By random chance. It's and pretty what, good, actually. Does it rate better or worse? Does it, do does it tickle your pickle? Sip to figure out. Yeah. I would say I like it more. It's got more of a flavor. All right. Oh. Well, here wow. we go. Good. Today, everybody, we are reading The Blood, or, well, sorry, not The. There's, it's just Blood of Heaven by Bill Myers. Yeah. This is a Caleb picked out of the, um, out of the library section for people with bad eyesight because the font is real it's big. I have <laughs> bad eyesight and don't wear glasses, so you know it is what it is. Yeah, the font in this book is about ten times the size of the last book we yeah, read. Yeah, it's just large print. <laughs> 400 pages easily blown through in like three the hours. The first of a trilogy, which again we didn't realize, I think. Yeah, I think we're gonna I think this is, we're gonna hard not read the rest of those ones. Oh, we'll see. I thought I'd oh, Googled my. this book. We haven't come back. Please don't remove the bookmark, Caleb. I'm going to be referencing that. I didn't somewhere. plan on it. Oh, okay. So our book today is about a uh, former. Is would we consider him a serial killer, or is he just a violent man? Um, the book. I think you're technically murder. a serial. He doesn't have like it's not like he's stalking. He doesn't have a pattern. He to just kill them, and he's only killing them a certain way. He's just a random murderer who kills people that get in his way. Essentially, yeah, he'd I still mean, be a serial killer, but be random, right? Not. Or no. You, you can. I, it's not like he goes out and hunts. Like, he's not stalking people like, oh, I have. I just have to kill I think it's him. more like in the same yeah. way you don't consider, like, a successful soldier a serial killer. Like, he's killing as part of his quote-unquote job. Unfortunately, his quote-unquote job is crime. Yeah, the, the back of the book yeah, uh, seems yeah. to just dub him a multiple killer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this book was like... That makes sense. It was so fucking silly. And the whole time I was reading it, I was like, holy crap, how much fucking stupider can this get? But Pretty. now, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, what a hilarious book. Like, this is classic. <laughs> That's not what I intended. I mean, it, I would, well, maybe I'll stop short of calling it a literary classic. Yeah, for sure now. But I was no. like, fuck, this is funny. <laughs> there, it's got, you know, I went, I went back and forth between liking the book. There's a... The first half of the book, honestly, I was pretty on board with. The second half of the book kind of kept hitting me in the face with the Bible, and that was a bit more than I was prepared for. Uh, yeah, so and then we got back to the stuff that was fun. I feel like we'll mention, like, I think, I guess I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think we're all pretty much, like, agnostic slash atheist in this room. What? <laughs> Yeah, I've got off guard. something <laughs> of a faith, but it's pretty loose. Uh, we're maybe we're Wiccan at best. I don't know. Yeah, I do believe in Mother Nature. <laughs> um, Zach Wiccan? and I were raised well, like, Catholic. Yeah, what is that? yeah, we we went to a uh, Catholic church every Sunday for about the first eight years of our lives until <laughs> we could not. Out. Yeah, we could not be silent long enough. Uh, and they would not let us come back. But it was because the guy sitting in front of us was farting. Some old guy was sitting I don't in think front he was us. farting, Mallory. In retrospect, I think he had, like, Tourette's or something. He kept go I think he was making the noises with his mouth. Okay, well, I only know that there was farting sounds. I, I'm pretty that sure we were, like, that the guy in there was basically... I think he was setting us up. He might have been. I don't. But, I mean, he I honestly don't. did us a favor because we never... Oh, yeah, for that. sure. But, yeah, <laughs> this guy in front of us basically kept going... Poof, 
And me and Mallory being like, what, eight? We were very young. We could not stop laughing, like a full tilt, <laughs> full body laughing in the middle of a Catholic church sermon. We were not welcome back. Yeah, they kicked us out and they yeah, asked they, us not to return. They took <laughs> it so seriously. I don't yeah. know why. It's ridiculous. I went to church with my friend. We might have been in the wrong there. <laughs> yeah. We were children. I went to a Catholic church sermon one time and was like, what is all of this freaking kneeling down, standing up, reading this, reading that, kneeling back down. Anyways, we're not uh, actually, if, with your neighbor and stuff. if you guys are <laughs> religious, we are absolutely not here to rag on you. That's, that's not what this is about. But none of us here feel that strongly. So I hope you'll forgive us if we occasionally this book might take some shots. Soul. Yeah, this, you know, this maybe. might change me for the better. Caleb, I think it just might. That's why I marked that page. There. Is this our special crying out for help with Caleb? We're going to get him that help, and that help is the Lord. <laughs> we veered wildly. The help on my dad failed to give me what he Anyways, you want to get this ball rolling, Mel? Okay, so I will say today I have handwritten my notes because it gets to be a bit of a pain when I have my notes on the computer that Zach is also using. So Agreed. <laughs> first of all, I feel like out, you right? can. I don't have any printer ink. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I could know. I buy more ink? Yes, yeah, I could we prepare for this ahead of time? No. Absolutely. Is that the spirit of this podcast? In no way whatsoever. Well, I am prepared. You had three weeks. <laughs> so I hand wrote this today. <laughs> Number one, my hand got very tired, and you might, well, you guys. Oh, man, that yeah. goes right back to the intro. Sometimes you know, your some hand gets tired. tired. <laughs> you're writing, and it does, but my oh, my God. And I was like, is this because? What a prophecy, Asa. <laughs> All I do is type. And so I feel like my hands are out of practice. Like, I kept trying different ways to hold my pen because I was like, this is so uncomfortable. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like the ability to write is going to evolve out of humans entirely. Uh, so. I, mean, I think I think school will keep it in people for a while yet. Uh, uh, I don't. Right. Have you seen oh, people really? write these cursive. days? I didn't get taught cursive. They don't huh. hardly know how to write at legible. All right, that's a whole different okay. well that we're so also, not going to dive down. I started writing on this first page here, and tell me why I flipped backwards to continue writing instead of just. Yeah, Mallory wrote this little novel of hers, uh, right to left. No, there's a little bit everywhere. Is that page three on the back? And of page uh, one? Uh, yes, I, I couldn't help but notice oh, as I was reading four. Mallory's notes that it went pages <laughs> one, two, three, five, <laughs> and notably page five. Came before page one. I was scribbling furiously today while Little C was taking a nap, okay? <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Wait, when we get done, this would be like, this makes no sense I'm be at like, all. Yeah, all right, so just, just imagine numbers wrong. if part three was part one. Yeah, so Mallory had a stroke while taking notes today, and I read this book in a hurry so that Mallory could read it before our recording date, which was three weeks ago. And so I kind of... I haven't thought about this book in three weeks. So. I've been thinking about it nonstop. I've been letting it simmer. I'm telling you. You didn't skim it through it like so yesterday? Mallory's definitely going to take charge on this one, but I'm going to chime in as much as I can remember. All right. Blood of heaven. Let's get into it. Broken into three parts. Why? I'm not sure. Not necessary, but here we go. Yeah, we're pretty irrelevant. Going to introduce our characters. Michael Coleman. He is the multiple murderer. He's currently sitting on death row in Nebraska, and he is set to die soon. When you no. said his name, I was thinking he's going to be the badass character, and then you said he's the murderer. Badass is <laughs> I mean, the murderer. Those are the same thing in this book. Everyone yeah. else sucks pretty hard. It's all relative. 
You think murder's cool? He is a badass. Right, he is capable in spite of his I evil. will say he's like the number one badass on death row. True. Yeah. Well, that yeah. counts that. for he something. Run, he runs this prison. He does, which I don't want to get too off course here, but he is on death row and it talks about how he's like the top dog. And I was like, I thought on death row you really didn't mingle with the other Yeah, I thought like you could like talk to them through the... Yeah. yeah. That's well, you hear thought, through the you hear your neighbors through the vents though, right? Well, this was like they were eating together, they were showering together. They were yeah, like people are together. like coming to visit you they in your cell. They were in the yard together. So I think maybe there well, was, you know... Maybe it's not. I'm starting to think Bill Myers hasn't been to prison. Maybe not. <laughs> Wild. I know. Anyway, okay. So we got Michael Coleman, then we got Dr. Philip O'Brien, this douche. Well, eh. Douche I was a fan of him right up until one specific point, in <laughs> yeah, which point I immediately flipped on him. I think I know what part you're talking about, but there's multiple points after that one point. Okay, so Dr. Philip O'Brien, he's the founder slash CEO of a company called Genodyne. Uh, then we've got Murkowski, who is a boy genius. He runs the gene therapy division of Genodyne. He's so our he resident under, Bryce Lermond. Yes, he uh, works under Dr. Philip O'Brien. O'Brien. He went to MIT, was like this genius. Um, his personality, he's like a showboat. He wants to like he wants everybody to know how smart he is. He thinks he is the smartest person. He loves like publicity. You can tell he would love to be famous. Like. Oh, yeah. The only thing that matters to him is that he's right and that you know it and that everybody else also knows it. Right. I can't wait to hear what Genodyne is. They're a company that is focused on genetic modification. That's not what I was thinking. I thought what did you think it was? Well, I wasn't totally sure, but I thought it was going to be different. I want to hear what you guessed it was going to be. I just, I want to know because it could be really fun. I don't, I'm not like genocide, hammering you. Maybe? Uh, yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> Just like For aggressive. some reason, I was thinking genitals and iodine. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was somehow put and together. We, and I was like, how is this going to work? Like, what is does, this is some I, type well, of like Asa, a... if you would like to know, when you are inserting a <laughs> catheter into somebody's urethra, you do cleanse the area with iodine unless they have an allergy to it. So it's, I was on track. Oh, so it's a company I was on track then. It's in catheters. <laughs> so it's genodyne. Genitals, I, genital iodine, basically. Oh. Okay. Maybe if you'd seen the spelling of it, it would have made more sense. Well, okay. you know I don't really know what the spelling of most things is. Okay, well, moving on. Anyways. Genetics and genital are pretty close. I don't know how they would have got there. Okay. So... We will never uh, know, I guess, probably. Okay, next character. <laughs> uh, Catherine Lyon. She is a widow. She is struggling to run an electronics business right now. She has an eight-year-old son named Eric. Uh, she is a single mother because, well, she's a widow, obviously. Her husband yeah. was a cop who was murdered. And she also apparently used to be part of the NSA? Yeah, she used to work um, in Colorado in a... Damn it. What's that big mountain called? Oh, Cheyenne Mountain? No, it's uh, it's the big one in Colorado Springs. Yeah, I thought it was like Cheyenne. Know, but no. Uh, Caleb, God damn it. take the phone that I know that you brought into this room. Yep. Listen, uh, man. Yeah, we've been there in real life. Well, we haven't we, been we've, to it. We've been to the foot of it. Yes. So, that's this is her. She's also a that's where Stargate takes place. recovering alcoholic. Colorado Springs Mountain. Military. Pike Peaks? No. Military, specifically? Yeah. yeah. Got it. Not a military base. 
God, I can swear it was Cheyenne, but Cheyenne Mountain Space Force Station. No, that's not it. It's got a specific NORAD. Yeah, which is in Cheyenne Mountain. NORAD is the name of where she was. Oh, okay. It's built into the mountain. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I was like, I was pretty sure, but anyways, so we were thinking of the same place, just different. Yes. I was thinking of the mountain, and you were thinking of general. the building. I'm thinking of specific. I'm pretty sure it's actually built into the mountain. It is, yeah. Like it's very like top. Yeah, it's under the mountain. So it's like full supervillain layer. It's very cool. Fucking course it is. It's the U.S. government. (laughs) It's where uh, if anyone, if anyone in the audience or anyone here watched the show Stargate, that's where it took place. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, The Stargate is in the lowest level of Cheyenne Mountain, according to Stargate. All right, guys. I know the raid. And maybe a few people outside of Stargate. But I think we could get. A raid on Cheyenne Mountain together. No. Oh, my God, no. All eight this of can't you. be how our podcast gets off the ground. All eight of you <laughs> listening. Did you say a raid? A raid? Yeah, he's referencing the raid on Area 51 that was organized for a while there. Didn't, like, 50 people show up? A lot yeah, of people. It turned into a barbecue. The people at Area 51 just were, like, grilling things, and everyone, they just had a barbecue. They just had a good time. It was just fun. Sounds nice. Yeah, yeah I wish I would. Meet. It would have been a cool event. I hate to miss it. Unless, of course, they did actually raid it and everyone was gunned down, and then it would not have been a cool event. The people we're grilling are the dead bodies on an open flame. Oh, I mean, maybe we take a trip back to Tenderers of Flesh? No, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay, there's another guy. Okay. There's another character. character, Harold Steiner. (laughs) His daughter was killed by Michael Coleman, and he has been a strong proponent of this guy getting the death penalty. He is a lawyer himself, and his, like fought to the bitter end to like make sure this guy was sentenced and that he got the death penalty and that the death penalty is going to be upheld for him. He is like obsessed with it. His marriage is falling apart. Yeah. He he, is like every year he sends out a message to like other families victims and says never forget like because he feels like so much time has gone by that people don't really care anymore and he's like no I have to remind them like how angry we are. What a yeah, this bag. this no, guy I mean, like his daughter did uh, get murdered. So on one well, hand yeah, but his daughter people... got murdered and like that's that's bad. I feel sorry yes. for him. Yeah. On the other hand, he was the character I think I hated the most. Yeah, Over Murkowski on. The villain. Yeah. <laughs> he's also just forcing people to relive through their trauma. Oh, he That's gets so much That's, worse as it goes along. That's why I was thinking he's He does not, yeah, he cannot see past his own pain at all. Oh, yeah, and, like, he's he fully believes in the, like, the order of the law is the only thing that matters. And, like, if the like if the law says you get put to death, like, even if you were innocent, he will ensure you're still put to death. It sounds like someone I know, um... Yeah, this sounds don't well don't name drop a person like that. That doesn't it's not flattering, name, I don't I didn't name drop anybody. But you were certainly about to. No, I wasn't. I was just so <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. You don't even know you may not even know this person that I know that I'm thinking of. You do, but we're doing bad tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. We're doing bad. So that's our character. I'm glad, I'm glad we got there in the end. That's our character. Oh no, uh, there was one more character. Uh what's is it Charlie? The the orangutan. Freddie. Freddie, thank I you. I wouldn't really count him. He's, he com- I was, uh, he's mentioned. He's I important. Mean, I love a good orangutan. What and he's arguably mean? the best orangutan. Get attached. Okay, <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I was worried. So, part one. So, Nebraska State Penitentiary Death Row 
Coleman's hanging out, getting into fights, whatnot. Corn Sounds huskers. Like a good time. Yeah, hell yeah. Go corn. Okay. <laughs> Go huskers. <laughs> so O'Brien and Rukowski have flown in to visit Coleman. Uh, Genadine is based actually in Arlington, Washington. So north of Seattle is where Ooh. most of this takes place. Uh, Catherine is originally from Nebraska, but also now lives in uh, Everett, north of Seattle. So here we are. O'Brien and McCroskey have flown from there to go see Coleman in prison. And they are there to propose to him a little experiment that they would like him to take part in. So apparently this, like... Sample of blood has been found preserved in candle wax that is something like 3,000 years old. And they have been using this to kind of, I guess, modify They, they specifically believe it is well, just under 2,000 years old. Yeah, so very old, but it's been well enough preserved that they were able to take samples of it and produce, like, these genes or chromosomes or whatever. Yeah, they call they it the can, God gene. Yes, that they can inject into other living creatures to kind of see its effect on people. And the reason they're doing this is because when they broke it down through all their testing and everything, they've come to realize that whoever the father was of this blood donor yep. was not a human. Yeah, so something about them was different. Like, they had a bunch of chromosomes no one else did. So they're suspecting that it's potentially Jesus is where this blood sample came from. Yes. they Because God... Would not they very aggressively never confirm that, but they sort of confirm that. They just say that they think it might be, but yes, they do say, like, we cannot confirm that, obviously. Yeah. Clearly. So their idea is that they're going to take Unless this. You're dead. They've been performing these Still experiments tough. on mice and Freddy, the orangutan already, which is where they take it, they inject it into creatures that were, well... They were regular creatures. They were regular creatures, but the mice become less focused on themselves and more focused on community. Yeah, they become, like, extremely empathetic and, like, really, like, concerned about taking care of everyone around them. Freddy was kind of aggressive, the orangutan, and he's become super friendly, hugs, plays, just, like, wants to be loved. Yeah, like, he will, like, the scientists will just let him fully, like, hang out and walk around the facility with them. Like, uh, the O'Brien will bring his kids in for a picnic with him. So, huh. their hope is that if they can introduce this to humans, they can pretty much rid the population of aggression and violence. And since Michael Coleman is extremely violent and on death row as it is anyways, they're like, let's try it on this fucker. What does he have to lose? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. So, and he is aggressive. He's just one of those people that's like, the second something pisses him off, he's like... I want to fucking kick some ass. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Just, any any yeah, I mean, little that thing sense. that sets him off fully <laughs> is. <laughs> and he has no remorse for the crimes that he's committed. Oh, no. Of so, yeah, initially, he refuses. He's like, no, thank you. They offer him. I can't remember their initial offer. It's. Oh, uh, they'll get him off death row. He'll just spend life in jail or prison or whatever. Oh, yeah, and he's like, no. He's like, I want to be freed. Yeah, like, you get me out of here, and I'll do your thing. So, they leave. Murkowski calls his their connections, which at this point, where I was thinking it was, like, U.S. government connections or some U.S. company, like, I don't know, SpaceX or some bullshit. Uh, SpaceX some nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something like that, you know? This book takes place in the 90s. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> Good point. This so, book was written in the 90s. It's not a period piece. Yes, so... 
Anyways, he calls his uh, contacts, and he's able to make this deal that if he lets them inject him with this, you know, sample, they will get him off of death row. So Murkowski kind of, since he's the head of this program, he takes over. He is basically just hanging out in Nebraska. He injects him with this stuff, and pretty quickly after, Coleman starts experiencing, like, I would say severe empathy, <laughs> like to the point where when he like looks at somebody, he can almost see what they're thinking. He feels their pain. Just he thinks about stuff he did when he was a child or when he was younger. He used to like really bully his brother. Yeah, and he starts seeing himself yeah, in his he just, victims. Like, he'll wake up crying. He starts like <laughs> it snows outside and he's like, God, the snow is so beautiful. Look at these. Yeah, he's like, I never really noticed it before. He's it's never stopped to appreciate, you know, the beauty. It's of like life. literally like the poetry of nature, except he's moved to tears. And it's a little heavy handed, but it's, you know, the, the point gets across. Yes. So and it, it, the experiment seems to be working. So Verkowski is there keeping an eye on things, um, seeing how it goes. And then meanwhile, back in Washington, there's another scientist, Wolf, who works for Genodyne, who finds that some of the mice that they use the same experimental, you know, solution or blood the Socialist on, mice, yes. Yes. <laughs> they're becoming very aggressive. And they find a mouse, like, torn apart in the cage. And he's like, what the hell? Like, this is the opposite. Like, we suspected that this could wear off at some point. But we would think that they would just go back to their base level. You know, where they Yeah, but they fully tore this little, this poor little white boy apart. Yes. So, uh, O'Brien asked Murkowski to kind of back off the project there. But he refuses and pretty much says that if O'Brien tries to shut him down, he's going to go to the board of directors and he's going to force O'Brien out of his own company. Because so much money is riding on this. Yeah. Right. So we're like, okay, yeah. Markowski's kind of a dickbag. Great, 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 great. Um, so, anyways, at this time, the his execution is coming up. And Steiner decides, Harold Steiner decides he wants to... Or, sorry, what happened is Coleman, um, he dismisses his waiver. So you can, you know, as your death penalty or your death sentence is coming up, you can say, like... I want to appeal. I want the governor to potentially turn this over. And he, like, waves that. Yeah, he's just like, let it happen. And Steiner is like, this is very odd. Like, what the hell is going on here? No way he had a change of heart. So he goes to the prison to talk with him. And Coleman has, like, never granted him, like, a one, like, a face-to-face meetup before. Mm-hmm. So he gets there and, like, starts talking. And pretty much Coleman just breaks down. He's like, yeah, he, he immediately crying. starts reliving the himself murdering this guy's daughter, except it he's also, you know, the daughter in this instance in his head. So he has a full mental breakdown in front of this guy. So they take him out. This whole interview's over. And, you know, Harold is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> the, this, what, what kind of play is he making? Watching a grown man have a mental breakdown. No, no, no. He's manipulating us. He has to be. It's yeah. not a, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's a fair enough. It's thought. not an unreasonable assumption, yeah. but like, you know, guy could actually regret something before death. It happens to people all the time when they're confronted with their own demise. It doesn't sound like this guy though originally would. No. No. Yeah. No. I, he, he wouldn't. He originally have. wouldn't have waved. You know. He, he would have fought tooth and nail, and he yeah. would have. You know. Yeah. yeah. So. 
while all this is going on, we kind of learn that in order for all of this whole plan to work, so they've already injected him with, you know, this, you know, this blood god. God blood. <laughs> I don't think the blood god and god blood are the same thing. Like, right. no one here is, uh, you know, praising corn. Well, okay, so they've injected him with it. But blood to for get the blood him god. off of death row, out of the prison, they still have to pretend that he's executed. So they have this whole master plan for going through with the execution, but rigging, like, the electric chair the voltage, all of this, giving him, like, some other drugs to slow his heart rate down to essentially trick everybody into thinking that he was executed right. and then completely changing his identity. Yeah. So in order to do this, though, they need their own, um, like, doctor on site to declare time of death, na-na-da-da-da, perform the autopsy, that kind of stuff. And in order to do this, Murkowski has to kill somebody Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Murkowski, uh, in the lead up to this, he kills three people. So, specifically, the guy who noticed that the lab rats were murdered, or that the lab rats had gone wrong. I hadn't gotten there yet, but okay. I'm talking about in Nebraska. Okay, specifically in Nebraska, uh, the doctor who, uh, the coroner who oversees, like, the autopsies is like, no, 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 I, or... I have to be there to do this. He's like, I won't take vacation. You can't talk me out of this. And he's like, and he's like, so, you know, I put some eye drops in her drink so that, you know, she'd be too sick to come to work. And he's like, and I couldn't take the chance that I wouldn't get enough in. He's like, so I just dumped the whole bottle in and she might live. She might not. I don't care. It's her fault for not wanting to work with me. And then she died. Yeah. Uh And she dies. And then, of course, the guy who did the autopsy after that was like, Hey, this was weird. Like, why are we in such a rush? He's dead. I should probably, you know, talk to someone. And he's like, well, looks like somebody else needs to have a dinner date with me. And then we find out later that guy also died. Huh. Right. Classic Murkowski. Classic. So wait, eye drops? Is that... That yeah, will uh, actually, it'll give you, like, really bad, like, gastrointestinal issues. If you actually drink a full bottle of eye drops, you are probably going to shit yourself to death. Remember, have you not We shouldn't have put this crashers? on the air. <laughs> Remember in Wedding Crashers at the dinner table when he puts, like, the drops into Zach's um, drink I do recall and spends, this. Like, the whole night that seems way darker now that I play this exact <laughs> conversation through my head. Yeah. I never knew I that also about saw, I also saw a CSI episode about it a long, long time ago. Wild. So, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, hey, don't do drink things that aren't food. It's and not going to be good for you. Yeah, just don't put eye drops into somebody else's drink. <laughs> so they're, they go through with this fake execution. They whisk him away and take him somewhere where he can have plastic surgery so that he doesn't even look like himself anymore. Right. Back in Washington, uh, Catherine gets a house call or a work call from a guy that used to be her husband's partner when he was on the police force. And he's like, hey, I work for, you know, uh, this government company. Yeah, what's the witness protection program? Witness protection, okay. So, and he's like, we have this guy. We would like you to employ him. And at first she's hesitant. He's a criminal. I want nothing to do with him, blah, blah, blah. But she is struggling for money, and they offer her quite a bit of money just to employ him. And then essentially drive him back and forth to the Genodyne lab each week to get checked on. And so she finally agrees. So, yeah. We, I, uh, 
We moved to uh, part two here. uh, Did we mention her son? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eric, the eight-year-old? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and he's very nerdy. He's super into computers and techie and stuff. But like I said, she owns an electronics store. So now we're in uh, part two. And Coleman is in Washington State. He is employed by Coleman. And they're becoming more comfortable with each other. You can tell that Coleman is kind of... Oh, yeah. I I wanted to point out that... uh, And maybe I'm wrong here, but I immediately, upon his first interaction with Catherine, didn't like her because their first interaction, like, he walked, like, she's taking the garbage out, and he's like, hey, do you need help with that? Like, he hadn't, like, he just kind of showed up, and she immediately turns around and swings the trash can so hard, she hits him in the face and almost knocks him out. And I was like, that seems like an overreaction. And it's not like... Well, she it, did that with the guy in the parking lot, too. Remember? She pepper sprayed somebody that was oh, trying yeah. to give her back Oh, yeah. She just fully, like, dropped. panics any time. But she, like... And then blames him for surprising her. And I'm like, lady, by your description, he was standing over six feet away from you. And you hit him in the face with a trash can. And this guy That's not his fault. Newly out of reconstructive, you know... Yeah, and his first question was, hey, do you need help? I didn't really like her after this. She's a... She's she's traumatized, but hey, don't hit. Yeah, and she's also she was a recovering alcoholic and has started drinking again Mm. at this point in the book. Yeah, very heavily. Yeah, she's like just down in bottles of red wine left and right. A little on edge. A little on edge. Got it. Things are not going great for Catherine. Is she? Wait, did you? The guy develops a bit of a crush on Coleman. Develops a crush on Catherine. Is she a hottie? She has a Multiple characters comment on it. They do not ever actually describe what she looks like. Yeah, well, I was just wondering. And it's funny because in the first part of the book, they kind right. of say that, like, her friend mentions <laughs> that she, I don't know, kind of looks frumpy, like she's not really stylish or anything. But then later in the book, like, a couple of guys mention that she's, like, really good looking. What yeah, it, it's... What guy looks like? Some people... Now he's handsome, days. I think. Naturally good looking, not well put together, like... Makeup or clothing-wise? Yeah, she's just kind of, like, whatever, doesn't care anymore. When she lived in Nebraska, she was, she grew up, I don't know. She was a preacher's daughter. The Bible Belt, yeah. I believe it is. hardcore Baptist, really into her religion, you know, and then her husband died and her father died shortly after that. Everything kind of went to shit. Yeah, she had a bad run. Her and Colvin, they're getting closer. Every week she drives them to Genadine. Um, and Murkowski put something into the sample that they injected into him in which if he does not return every week, he develops these flu-like symptoms that are very severe. Like, mm-hmm. he'll just have terrible Yeah, basically, if you don't come fever. to your checkup, we will, uh, you'll essentially forever have the flu. It was a leash that they put on him so he couldn't just take off once he was out of prison. So every week they go up, they check on him, but he's still just, like, very empathetic, so kind. Um, Yeah, like, he's good with her kid. Uh, You know, it's it's weird. He's weird. Yeah, it's it's very strange. It was really hard to take seriously. I will say that. Yeah, he kept, like, having these moments, and she's like, it's like he can see through me. And I was like, I mean, maybe he can. I don't know. He's he's got Jesus blood. Maybe he gets x-ray vision. So they're Checking driving up for his next appointment. Uh, the power of Christ compels you. That was heat vision, Clark. <laughs> Why aren't you wearing underwear? <laughs> what the what? fuck? 
Caleb, why? What? I think you got confused with X-ray vision. That's the first thing he said. Oh, was it? That's well, still was in my vision. mind. <laughs> I, I guess I don't hear everything Zach says. Sorry, Zach. It's you're fine. It, I had said X-ray vision and moved on to something else. Sorry, you're still listeners. in my mind. Oh man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to continue on, but like I said, my notes got a little bit out of hand here. So around this time, uh, but there's I don't like trust Zach there's a notes. I'm gonna do I'm gonna tell I'm just gonna talk about some bits while you research your notes, eh? Okay. Uh, so around this time, they uh, during like their trips, like they go to like. Uh, no, you're going too far ahead. I can already tell you. No, it's fine though. What the actual shit? <laughs> I was just saying, on their initial trip is when they first start talking about the Bible. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that, that no, happens no, a few no. times. <laughs> so that, there's a couple of things on the wild. first trip we gotta hit first. I'm really excited about having to edit out <laughs> me trying to tell you about stuff and then you just being like, no, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you're getting too far ahead. Okay, so their first trip up there, they go in, you know, Murkowski is showing them around the lab. I'll take your own notes, and Zach. At this point, <laughs> I fucking guess. O'Brien was supposed to be on vacation. He, his family, his wife, and his two daughters. Like his wife is at her wits' end with him always being at work, and when he's home, he's still on the phone about work. So she was like, "We're going on this trip to Mexico for like a month. Like we need to prioritize our relationship." And he's like, "You got it, babe." But then he gets a call from Wolf. The guy who had witnessed the the mice massacre. Yep. And the mice he occur? said, "There you go. See, perfect." <laughs> the mice occur. And he's saying, the socialist like, mice "Hey, like more mice had died." And he was like, "I started running tests, and something is off." And O'Brien is like, "Well, call Murkowski. I'm on vacation." He's like, "No, I think he's the reason that things are not adding up right now." Mm. And O'Brien's like, "Fuck, my wife's gonna be pissed because she's going on vacation without me." So then, while Catherine and Coleman are at the lab doing their little check-in and Markowski's taking them on their little tour, all of a sudden we got a code B11, I think is what they called it. They run down to where Freddy's little enclosure is, and Wolf is, like, vomiting up blood everywhere, some frothing at the mouth, and then dies. Yeah. And he's young, healthy. Yeah, like, like super fit, works out all the time. Out. And the paramedics show up and they're like, oh, crap, it must have been, like, cardiac arrest. Yeah, Murkowski, huh. like, is like, oh, I can't imagine what could have happened to him. He's, He's so, so young. young and, and Michael, the guy who has supernatural empathetic powers, is like, oh, that guy doesn't care at all. He was actually kind of excited. All right, all right. So, driving home from this little incident at the lab, this is when Catherine and Coleman first start talking about the Bible. And... We're, we're not going to do the Bible quotes. Oh, God, Mallory might do the Bible quotes. I didn't write them down, no. But okay, I did thank mark you. them in the book. <laughs> There's, oh, is that where we're at? We're is real Caleb, far in this is, book, apparently. Well, is I guess we're blazing. That's not a long book. It just no, looks long. No, it's not there. Um, they're more talking about how, like, Catherine was super religious, and then she feels betrayed by God now. She's kind of lost her religion. Um and then, kind of in the midst of this, we Sorry. also kind of we get the vibe that Murkowski is not working with the U.S. government or a... Yeah, he's doing some shady rest. shit. Yes. <laughs> it's getting very weird. He's getting phone calls like, you need to make sure this project goes through no matter what. 
So we know he's up to some sinister shit. Not that we didn't before because he's a murderer. He is a bit of a murderer. Yeah. So, you know, shit happens. Murkowski causing most of it at this point. Yeah, he's really, he's like I said way earlier, he's our Bryce Lerman this time. Way, way before there was a Bryce Lerman. Okay, so Murkowski's done his thing, killed off Wolf. And at the end of the day, while this sends red flags up for Coleman, he's just like, I don't mean, I guess we're just going to roll with it, which was a strange reaction to me, but it is what he did. And so, like, the next day up, like, uh, they was, stop at, yeah. like, a waterfall, like, camping site. What There's a couple of They go of water... on a picnic that Catherine thought. Yeah, and uh, Coleman and Eric go fucking running through the black bush forests and wrestling. Blackberry bushes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> the blackberry Eric, bear Eric, Eric's the kid? Yeah, yes, Eric's the kid. They're, like, best friends. I forgot about the kid. Yeah, I, the I, serial I... killer and the eight-year-old are just fucking, you know... Tight. They're, they're best friends. Every yeah. time you say, I just can't not imagine this eight-year-old as my best friend Eric, but the way he looks right now at 21. I believe he has blonde hair. <laughs> I'm just not going to change anything. You're just picturing Eric but yeah, so these now. these just, two have been maybe, running through this thorny patch of woods. Through the black and they're all cut up, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're blood brothers now. Yeah, they mix, they like shake hands or some bullshit. Uh, <laughs> and I was like... Blood all over each other. That's not... A good plan, guys. <laughs> well, but, even then, I'm like, I mean, it's well, if you it's not I, like you're <laughs> shooting it into a vein, I guess. You don't have to worry if you, but I mean, like, you got something if it were like he specifically AIDS, has, something. I believe you can get that in an open wound. Well, just Jesus well I think that's what Catherine whatever, brings right? up. She's like, no, we're gonna, you guys could be spreading disease, but yeah, again, you'd have to, you'd have to have I mean, those diseases. He does have the Jesus blood, and then he also has like the flu, whatever nonsense that's coursing through him if he doesn't come back. That's true. Neither of those things are great to pass on to an eight-year-old. Uh, they're just they're high on the on the love and yeah, they're just really just feeling the power of Christ in their veins. Eight-year-old boy sitting high yes. on that looks like a 21 year old man in look, my mind look a grown man hanging out with a child is a very catholic thing d- d- i shouldn't keep that joke going high on, uh, the mother is there high on life. exchanging that fluids that, that that you do. okay <laughs> sorry at, at this time they do talk about god some more the bible like coleman's curious yeah she keeps comparing him to christ in these weird moments uh using quotes from the bible but they show up at Genadine. And while they're in the lobby there, our good friend Steiner... Yes, Steiner. (laughs) Steiner shows up and is immediately asking questions. And he's like, hey, do I know you? And Coleman, with his brand new face, is like, no. (laughs) Anyways, I got to go. Bye. And just gets the people and fucking leaves without taking his appointment. (laughs) So they just bail. And then uh, O'Brien... Like getting ready to leave on his vacation to Mexico, gets the phone call that Wolf is dead, and he's like, "Can't go on this trip. I'll join you later, babe." So he stays behind and he starts running some tests himself because he's trying to figure out what Wolf thought the issue was. Um, as he's doing this, a new employee saunters in, and she's apparently a total babe. And she's kind of flirting with him, and he's like, huh. And shoots him in odd. the temple. Nope. Oh. <laughs> so, was that close? No. The thought crosses the guy's mind. <laughs> oh, look at that. So, he's like, because someone did kill Wolf. 
You were close. Uh, they, so, he's pretty sure that someone had uh, tampered with his diabetes medication. Oh, man. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah I think his insulin vials. No, I, I was going to ask how they killed him if that came Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, this chick shows up, is kind of flirting with him, and he's like, wow, she's real attractive. Anyways, he's and running his test. He specifically says she looks like his wife, but younger. Yeah. He, this, this is what I'm like, O'Brien, go suck a dick. So, yeah, O'Brien was like a nice guy, like thoughtful, trying to take care I, of everyone right up until. Of, because even before that, he was like, I know Murkowski's a hothead, but I mean, what it's, can I do? And it's like, you could maybe manage. Yeah, I, it's but, one thing to be like, hey, you know, like the guy in Fed of One Wine Apartments is kind of an asshole, but he's not the worst. It's goes to a different level after this point. Well, this dude actively, like, he told him when he was in Nebraska, if you try to shut me down, I will try to get you cut out of your company. True. And he's still like, I mean, what could I do? And it's like, uh, literally anything, maybe. Just try. <laughs> yeah. Try to do something. It turns out that uh, like a bunch of eye drops in his drinking water would really fix the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could really so, solve this whole issue. Beside the point. So here we are. You know, little Trish, is her name, comes in and, you know, flirts with him a little bit. Gets his willy. Moving, you know. All right. (laughs) He keeps running his test, but now he has to wait. So he's like, all right, well, I'm going to head home for a little bit. Goes down to the parking garage. As he's walking to his car, Trish is there. And she's like, hey, I locked my keys in my car or something like that. Can you give me a ride back to my apartment? He was like, oh, I don't really think that's a good idea. And she's like, please, it would, you know, it really help me out. And then... This is taking a bad turn, I feel like. The thought process in his head in this moment, because she's kind of moving in closer, and you can tell it's getting inappropriate. And in his head, he's like, would it be so bad? I mean, things with me and my wife aren't great, and I've gone to all these conferences through the years, and I've never cheated on my wife. So essentially, he's like, I haven't cheated on my wife all of these other times. (laughs) So it's excusable if I do it now. I've earned it, right? (laughs) That's kind of what he does. He justifies it to himself. And this is immediately what I was like. Okay, well, I guess I was wrong. He sucks. (laughs) This girl seemed truly impressed by him. Unlike Beth, who grew more critical each year, this girl seemed so accepting. No put-downs or reminders of clay feet. Just a beautiful girl, half his age, who seemed to really admire him. He wondered how she knew he was alone then realized that she was part of another generation, a smart generation who knew how to go after what they wanted. Oh, my fucking God. He was both flattered and cautious. But why the caution? Other execs did this all the time, didn't they? Wasn't this one of the perks of power? The stress, the worry, the anxiety. Didn't these call for special benefits? Didn't this come with the territory? No one appreciated the pressure men like him were under, certainly not their wives. And this girl seemed so willing. How many times had he been faithful at the hotels, the conventions, the international meetings, with no one there to pat him on the back for his integrity? And he was so stressed, and she was so lovely, and there was no one at home waiting. God. God. Well, I pat you on the back, buddy. I pat you on the back because you haven't cheated on your wife yet. Fucking good on you, old Brian. (laughs) So they start aggressively making out in the parking garage. And all of a sudden, a van turns on their high beams at them and just starts driving right at him. And he's like, oh, my God, Trish, run. And they're running. And he's like, Trish, run, and pushes her out of the way. She keeps running. The van slows down. She hops in, and they take off. 
And it was Murkowski, maybe not him, but somebody he hired to, like, set this whole thing up, take pictures of it. And yeah, now they it, have blackmail. And then they used it to get him, like, essentially fired as CEO. He took it to the board. And they were like, this, you know, conduct was unbecoming, blah, Sweet. blah, blah. Like, and, you know, he goes back into the lab later that night, and what he discovers is that Murkowski has actually been altering these genes in such a way that when this empathy, you know, this nonviolence, non-aggression, when that wears off, people don't just go back to what they were. They become more aggressive. Yeah, and it wears off when you experience a traumatic event. Uh, like, I don't actually know what the traumatic event was for the mice. I don't know. Just maybe someone just tased the mice. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. it's Maybe a they mouse. Didn't get I don't their know. They, dinner right away. I don't goes, know. The water bottle went empty. Yeah, but essentially, uh, yeah, it makes you a better person for like a little while. But the first time you meet any adversity in your life, you flip out and become a full tilt murderer. And they're like, he's like, hey, you put this in a serial killer, and he's like, yeah, and now he'll be even worse. And so his he's or better working for some how you look company it. overseas. They're going to use this to give it to soldiers and create just like killing machines. This is the worst version of a super soldier I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. The worst thing is, is like I'm like if we actually have to compare, like Bryce Lerman had a better plan, and I really hate to say that about the guy who tried to raise his girlfriend from the dead with a musical. Uh, <laughs> It could work. That, Have you tried it, Zach? Genius with the soldiers. Because, yeah, yeah oh. you just give it to give them well, that. Yeah, you know. Fuck me that. Nice for a day or two. Put them in the gas chamber. <laughs> what? Not the gas chamber, but the what? gas tent. The you know, you gas them. They have to do that in basic. They and do. And it's traumatizing. You're correct. Oh, you mean to kick them into high gear? To kick them into, and then they're like, fuck I think him. maybe just calm Game down on. and kick them into high Game gear. Game on. Yeah, I don't know why this is a good plan either, because it's not like you can give this to a soldier and they're like, oh, yeah, they're fighting machines now, but, like, they're still controllable. No, they're expressively anarchists. I was thinking that, and I don't don't recall if they specified this, but I wonder if he put that leash into all of the vaccines or whatever. Yeah, but, like, it's established that that's not an effective leash once the bad effects kick in, because they also don't care about themselves anymore. They only want to hurt people. Yeah. I mean, no one said you gotta. I mean, if you just like airdrop them and then just leave them there, just yeah, let's just more let's just drop some anymore. berserkers into the neighborhood. And then eventually, they'll kill, kill each other as well. Yeah, eventually. I, I I guess maybe. Eventually, there'll be one left, unless they're socialist murderers. I don't know. Anyways. So this is this is the grand yeah. plan, though. Yes. That now O'Brien is aware of, and he's like, this needs to be stopped. And Murkowski's like, if you try to stop it, you know, somebody else is just gonna... This can go from blackmail to murder. I don't idea. care. Yeah, like, you better just... Idea. Like, this is the payoff amount for you. Just get out of here. You'll never have to work again. Go be with your family. Whatever. So, like, and essentially, O'Brien is like, okay. It basically, okay. he's just like, I lose. I'll take the money and run. Yeah. <laughs> I was so, just about to cheat on my wife. Yeah, I'll take the money and go live is. with her. Uh, yeah, the old version of my wife, not the hot young can, version. Hey, can I get the money and take the new hotness? So, no, Asa, I do want you to say it. <laughs> back at uh, back, at, back at Catherine's house, Coleman and Catherine are hanging out. 
Um, they're still talking about some religion stuff. He's never told her what his crimes were, even though she has kind of, you know, touched on it, tried to get him to reveal it. But he's like, I don't really want to talk about it. And she's like, okay, you know, I'm going to let this go. But she tries to put the moves on him in this night. And he rejects her and is like, yeah, this isn't right. I can't do it. Um, they get into kind of an argument. The she's power like, of Christ keeps me soft. Yeah. Yeah. And he's I like, I know. think it's best if you leave. Just go say goodbye to Eric. Blah, blah, blah. He goes into Eric's room where Eric is playing on the computer or, you know, doing whatever he, he does hot. on the computer. And he is opening up this message. And he's like, Coleman is like, what's this message? And he's like, oh, this guy sends it out every year. And it says, never forget. And it's a message from Steiner. So oh, you put the pieces shit. together. Coleman is who killed Catherine's husband all Mother those years fucker. ago in Nebraska. Yeah, and he uh. literally, he didn't know it because he didn't care to know. Yeah. <laughs> Had no idea what that guy's name was. Yeah. So now he uh, knows and sense. he's like, oh. So that's the dramatic uh, part? That was a little bit dramatic. Yeah, that was the I think start. It was intended to be. Well, when does he start getting crazy, though? Just give it a second. Uh, we'll get there. Cool okay. your jets, bro. He's already starting to feel like shit. I got some. Let the power symptoms. of Christ flow through you and calm down. Like he's feeling. I gotta stop achy. this joke. He's like feverish. He's <laughs> chill. Like the he can tell. Of Christ flow through. He didn't show up when he was supposed to, and now his little leash is acting up. It's tugging. Wait, wait, Mallory, I gotta ask. Are okay. we to this bookmark yet? How how close are we? I, Thought I wrote a note for myself, but maybe I passed out. Nope, we're not there yet. Okay, making sure. Okay. <laughs> I, f- I feel like yeah. So uh, Michael's going or Coleman's going downstairs, and about this time he runs into our good best friend Steiner, who has arrived with a gun. Oh. It is like oh. you're the guy, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, you got me." <laughs> yep, I mean, give it up pretty quick. <laughs> you caught me. You caught the Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, things get uh, this is when I was just like oh my freaking word so he's here holding a gun to him and he pretty much is like Catherine don't you know what this guy did and she's like no it doesn't matter he has faith the, you know God is in him blah 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 and he's like he killed your husband and she's like fuck you Coleman <laughs> yeah, she fully flipped the second it's about her she's like no dead for it dead to me forever yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, oh, weird. Like, both a reasonable response, but also proved her immediately a giant hypocrite. Yes. Yeah. It's fine to forgive someone unless they did that thing to you, in which case, murder them. You know, that's how a lot of people Jeez. feel. Yeah. I, yeah, true. Yes. Yeah. This book really touches on the nature of forgiveness, and we'll maybe the talk. human element. Yeah, and maybe well. we'll cover that at the end, like... <laughs> I don't know if we're highbrow enough of a show to really face the fury of God, but we might give it a shot. I shot dare him. So there's uh, this drama going Smite down. Smite me, you bastard! Then there's another knock on the door, and there's two more, uh, we'll call them officers. They have badges and guns as well. But uh, There's trippers. No, unfortunately no. not. They are from the company that Murkowski is working for. So they're there to... Potentially, like, they want to take Coleman in. Well, they're originally there to take Steiner in. Because Steiner keeps asking questions. And what happens to questions? They get eye drops. And then they shit themselves (laughs) to death. (laughs) That's the most common way of murder in this company. So Eye drop shit. The other one gets it in his fucking medicine. Coleman kind of beats the shit out of both of them. This part, to me, was kind of a jumble of mess. It's a lot of fighting. 
he kind of kicks the shit out of him. Steiner, through this whole time, is like, will not give up the gun. Yeah. Coleman's like, will you give me the gun? And he's like, no. <laughs> and then he essentially forces Coleman to run away with him so that he car. can take Coleman to the police. They leave. But he makes Coleman drive, and Coleman's, he's like, go to the police station. And Coleman's like, no. Well, Coleman's like, I haven't driven in, like... 25 years. Yeah, and now he's on the Seattle Highway. Yeah, so... It's not LA, but it's not the funnest place I've ever driven either. It's not hard, but yeah, in Seattle, I don't don't So, they're taking off driving. These two, like, people are following them. They're they're being chased by another van or somebody. Catherine and Eric go to her friends. They're like, oh, we're going to hide him here. They'll never look here. It's literally one part apartment away from hers. Yeah, literally next door. I was like, my fucking word. So they come in, they kidnap they Eric. There, yeah, they they're too obvious. They came in, oh. they kidnapped Eric, they knocked out Catherine. Boom, when you wake up, her son's gone. Yeah. yeah. They're literally like, hey, uh, find Michael and turn him in or we'll kill your kid. That's that. And they're like, don't go to the police or we'll kill him. Yeah. So yeah. it's great. Classic, classic threat. Uh, so at Heard this point... Coleman is starting to, some of that aggression, you can tell, is starting to slowly come back in. He's, like, thinking about Jesus and God to kind of keep it at bay. But But he keeps thinking about just snapping Snyder's neck and taking the gun. They're still driving. They get into kind of a high-speed chase. They get into a car accident. I'm just going to kind of very quickly sum this up. They get into a car accident. They're on... um, this bridge, one of those bridges that raises oh, up. I wanted Drive to go into a little more detail down. here. Uh, no, it's a lowering and uh, it's like a train car bridge. The out the whole bridge actually, the centerpiece just raises into the air and then okay. comes down like straight up and down. It's oh, like a slots right. in. But yeah. so slightly during the car crash, uh, Steiner is stuck, and Coleman gets the gun and thinks about shooting him for a second, but manages to stop himself. And Steiner's like, I know you want to. You're a piece of shit. You're gonna murder me. And Steiner's, and Coleman's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Pulls Steiner out of the burning car, drags him along. And, and then they get like, to the You're bridge. Yeah, and then they get to the bridge, and Steiner tries to punch him, and Coleman dodges as the guy who's not have a stab wound in his leg would. And Steiner falls off the bridge, and Coleman catches him, and he's like, Hey, come on, like, we gotta lift you up, and this bridge is coming down. And Steiner's like, No, you're gonna let me die. Just fucking do it. And he's like, no, man, I'm not going to let you die. And Steiner's like, fine. And then just fucking let's go on his own. Yeah, because he, he, he would rather be right than admit that Coleman could be redeemed. Yeah, that's, yes. Yeah. I think I wrote that down. He would rather die than let Coleman help him to live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. more important to him that Coleman is, he's like, I win. You're a monster. And Coleman's like, no, you killed yourself. That's. You just committed suicide. That's absolute. I did nothing to you. Yeah. Yeah, all right. But at this point, I was like, Steiner, he was just dead weight. Get rid of him. Like so, he sucked. Yeah, he's gone. So. I feel like he was a character put in this book to, like, represent that, like, the law isn't a suitable justice system for, like, against, like, Christ. And I don't know. Because, like, he was so over the top. In his beliefs that, like, he didn't have a gray zone like a lot of characters do. Yeah, no, he was just uh, balls to the wall. Yeah, like, like, balls to the walls. 
No, I like that. I think he I was that... trying to do the from the from the window to the oh. wall. <laughs> to the I turn, also, turn yeah, 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 that's what it was. Damn. But it, it, it is not balls to the wall. All right, so that uh, <laughs> that dramatic end there to Steiner was the end of part two. That he dram- contributed nothing. That yes. dramatic balls to the wall ending. Yes, yeah, so now we're moving on to part three. I'm where so Coleman is doing nothing but regressing. Yeah, uh, he becomes a real piece of shit. He's really just uh, thinking nothing but shitty thoughts, but then every once in a while a thought of JC will break through and kind of bring him back, and then he's uh, he's just constantly slipping back towards his violent nature. So then we've got Eric, who has been kidnapped and is at a different location, but they've apparently put him in a room with a computer. Yeah, these, are the, think he's, these are the dumbest fucking kidnappers. Yeah. They think that he's too young to really know how to use a computer. He's just playing solitaire or snake or whatever bullshit. They're like, yeah, him. you can go play RuneScape. Like, this is you the know, it's got a chat function, right? Yeah. This is in the 90s? Yeah. So he's. Was Pinball on the. Nah, yes, it was. <laughs> Too early for oh, it definitely was. Was it? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. All right, all right. But, uh, that Spaceman Pinball has been on pretty much every version mother. of Windows that like, I can remember. Hey. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And, and she's like, oh, my God, Eric. Anyway, he's alive. His kidnappers are obviously Murkowski. Trish is there, the hottie with the body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so, Trish. Yep, he's kind of just chilling. It doesn't sound like they're abusing him or anything. He's got, you know, he's using a freaking computer and whatnot. Yeah, they're... So Catherine, just letting him get away. Coleman and Catherine find uh, their way back to each other. I built and a cool fortress. Like, we have got to find Eric. We can't go to the authorities because they said that you know they're going to kill him. So they contact O'Brien. Yeah, I think uh, I think Eric gets them the information of who O'Brien is, or, or no, where they, he lives. They go to his teachers. Remember his teacher's right. houseboat, and they use his computer to look up some information, and they figure that out. Because Coleman had met O'Brien before, so he knew right. who he okay. was. Thank you. Um, so, and currently O'Brien is at home packing to go to Mexico because why the fuck not? You're like, you know? he's on permanent vacation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after speaking with him, and he's like, you know, there's really nothing you can do to stop this because he's already created a bunch of, you know, this. Yeah, he's got, you know, f- basically all these test animals, all this test data, all this actually like produced all this medicine. And if you try to stop him, it's somebody else is just going to figure out what we've been doing, how to do it. There's no stopping it, really. And they're like, well, what if we blew up Genodyne? Yeah, they're like, what if we burned every square inch of this fucking place yeah. to the ground Destroyed tonight? Destroyed all the research and all the supply. He's like, they're it's all, all in one building tonight. That'll probably work. And he's all, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that would work, guys. <laughs> Do you, that, here's my badge. probably get it and done. And he's like, here's my badges so you can get into the building. Yeah, like, I'm not going to participate. Yeah, so they... <laughs> I'm not like, going to help you stop this worldwide terror that I personally am responsible for creating. So Catherine no, and uh, Coleman, not. they proceed throughout the night to break into a bunch of stores, stealing all the supplies that they need. Coleman's getting creepier and creepier. Looking oh, at he's Catherine getting... like, ooh, I'd like to rape her. Like, yeah. Just weird shit. She's getting more Fuck uncomfortable, up. but they're in it this is. together, I guess. And uh, every now and then, the power of JC comes in and softens his ween a bit, and they get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to so, work. That's literally his, that's <laughs> that's the power of Christ in the last half of this softening. 
At work, no. Oh. Wow, you hey, audience. You remember <laughs> early on when I was like, hey, we are going to work with a boner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did it to him. She said, does that happen at work? I said, no. All I can think of is the scene from Anchorman where he's just, you have an absolutely massive erection. Don't act like you're not impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, that is Coleman for you. So while this is going on, Eric, you know, is back at his kidnapper's lair. And the security guys that are trying to keep an eye on him are kind of passed out or injured. And Rakowski's off doing something. Trish isn't really paying attention. So he's like, well, I might as well make a run for it. (laughs) That'll about do it. Time to go. So uh, he takes off. They quickly realize he's gone, and they send the dogs after him. Uh-huh. And he keeps running through this wooded yep. area. He ends up getting into, I think it's Trish's He steals Murkowski's car. Oh, Murkowski. So it's this really nice car. He's eight years old, obviously does not know how to drive. Pretty but clear. starts driving, and it sounds like it was a manual. It sounds like this little kid hadn't played Cruising World. <laughs> and it was a manual, like he couldn't get it in the right gear. He's just like, down this road. <laughs> Eventually does get into a car accident, kind of goes down a ravine, it sounds like. And when he comes to, he's, you know, his head is injured, but he's kind of like, oh, I got He's get like out seeing of here. like weird colors and information. And he just knows in his heart that there's a ranch across the other side of the valley and that the people there are good people who will take care of him. So he starts just chugging along. Huh. On the power of Jesus or... Christ actually gives him the x ray vision this time. Fucking yes. wild. So I was wrong. It's not just for softening. <laughs> not just for softening. I'd hope, I'd hope that he, he didn't need it. There is no point in this book where they talk about an eight-year-old penis, and I'm pretty thankful for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's apparently nice. we can't say the same about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> Good point, Gail. Uh, so yeah. You're all fools Catherine, for listening. Uh, Thanks Catherine for coming. Coleman, they work their way into Genadine. They tell everybody they're, they've placed a bomb in there to get everyone out so they can safely blow up the building. So they can safely actually place bombs? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah they have a whole, there's a whole method to the madness. Catherine is going to wipe out all the computers because that's kind of her area. Of yeah, expertise. she used to work for, like, the information that she used to work for NORAD comes in. Like, he's like, yeah. anyone, he's like, no one could get rid of that stuff. And she's like, oh, I can. I used to work for NORAD. We're like, why hadn't this come up before now? <laughs> yeah, it came up very briefly. I think just that that used to be her career. But now, yeah, she's apparently like, yeah, I got this. Don't worry. So that's what her end is. And then Coleman's, you know, wire in the place up to explode. So they're going through all of this. And, of course, Murkowski shows up. There's a bit of a struggle. Coleman finally gets the gun. Oh, this is where I marked the page. 432, I believe. So Coleman could have killed Murkowski. He's you, got that him is in not this. the page you marked. Is it not? I'm oh, no, because I, I wrote 432, and then I marked that. And I don't know why I marked that, so I apologize. Uh, well, I'd, yeah, have to look at it. It. I'd have to look at it to remember. Well, you got to put the so, bookmark somewhere in the book when you're done so reading, I guess. So Coleman has got Murkowski in a chokehold, strangling him, essentially. And then Catherine is, like, trying to talk him out of it. Like, what? she does talk him out of it. You know, on Using one hand, Bible quote. like, murder's it. wrong. But on the other hand, like... That guy maybe needs to die. Well, Murkowski <laughs> is like, you're just chemicals. You're what I've made you. You're a killer, blah, blah, blah. And Catherine's like, J-, like when moments before that, she was truly afraid this guy was going to rape and kill her. And now she's like, no, you have Christ in you. Like, <laughs> let me read you this. Yeah, it's uh, 
Caleb, do you want to... This bit from Benjamin717. Seven, Caleb, you, Benjamin? Gotta, you got something to say? Nah, I'm just reading. I'm just reading. Is he not? Is he not? So I don't know. I don't think he is. Or and about this time, he 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 doesn't murder. He does not. He lets him go because Catherine talks him down. And Murkowski's talking his usual shit, like you're a fucking idiot. Like you know, you've changed nothing. You're always gonna be this way. And around this time, our fucking MVP, Freddy the orangutan, who has. Also suffered a traumatic incident, having watched Wolf fucking die in his pen with him, uh, who was his best friend, uh, comes fucking screaming down the hallway, jumps on Murkowski, and eats his fucking face off. Wow. Fucking sweet. And then runs off into the rest of the building to murder anyone else he can find. But not Coleman. No, no, they're brothers in murder. And then O'Brien shows <laughs> up at this point. See? I think O'Brien. Good soldiers. O'Brien the power of Christ commands you to kill. <laughs> yeah. O'Brien shows up because he had been at the airport and then saw that the whole building was surrounded by like the bomb squad and all this and that. And so he's he like, oh, they in. did exactly what they said they were going to do. That's so weird. Yeah, and then why he comes in, I don't know. But he does. And him and Catherine are like, we got to get out of here. Or he's like basically saying like, he's such a Debbie Downer. He's like, it's too late. You guys were surrounded by the bomb squad. You'll never be able to do it and get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. And Coleman is like, you guys leave. I'm going to blow this place to the ground. So that's not exactly what he said. But they, Col- or, sorry, Catherine and O'Brien leave. And Coleman stays there to finish the job. So they're outside. As Catherine is outside waiting, um, Eric shows up. These kind people that found him at their doorstep bring him over. And he's a little beat up, but he's doing okay. He's in the car accident, yeah. And then, uh, you know, then the place explodes. Yeah, Coleman uh, Coleman does his thing. He's and, like, uh, yeah, the power of Christ himself. saw me through to suicide? Question mark? Well, he apparently <laughs> goes to heaven. There's a whole passage about how he's going towards the light and... He's reaching for the light. He decides to give into it, and then the last thing he like we see from him is "Welcome uh, yeah. home, son." I was speed reading this book so I could hand it over to Mallory and go home at this point. So I didn't care. So after <laughs> all that murder and shit, he does like uh, so one, one good thing, I guess. We, we'll we'll to touch heaven. on that in a bit. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just about at the end here. Man, such so a uh, shit. we're gonna cover the topic of forgiveness so Catherine, and Christianity in a few Catherine minutes. Catherine and Eric are yeah. outside the building. Catherine has a wound on her head from kind of getting beat up by, I don't know if it was Murkowski or Coleman. I honestly don't remember. One of them kind of hit her, and I think it was Coleman, actually. Yeah, Coleman was a real bastard. She had a gash on her cheek or her forehead somewhere on her face. Anyways, Eric comes up, and he's, like, talking to her and blah, 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 touches her face, and then she touches her face, and her wound is gone. Yeah, he's magically healed healed her. And he, like, tells her, he's like, I don't know what it is, Mom, but ever since that day where... Coleman and I became blood brothers. Like, if I really look hard at somebody, it's almost like I can tell what they're thinking. And look at this beautiful moon in the sky. And then that's the end of the book. So I can see if they're wearing underwear or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Bring it back. Full circle, baby. But he can't get hard from it. All right, so uh, that was the blood of heaven, and um, the curse of song, uh, song, you know, it was kind of a. It re- you know what it reminds me of? It's like the Christian version of like a Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel special. Like, like the a, plot wasn't like super well thought yeah, out. The like acting wasn't a, yeah, or like a Lifetime movie. Like Wait. the nothing was quite at so like a hundred percent, but it was all. 
just competent enough that I didn't just put the book down and guess the ending. Oh, God. Uh, I can't wait to hear about the next book. I'm actually pretty excited for the next book. I found it today. but uh, Uh, I need to talk about the next book in the series. Yes. Thoughts, Mallory? You said this was a series. How do we want to cover the end of this? I don't think we're doing that. Like I told you, the whole book Maybe. was so freaking stupid that the more I thought about it, the more I was like, God, that was amazing. <laughs> like, was this by design? I don't think so. He can't have meant it this way. He wrote two more. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Besides, Okay, so my, okay, time. my thoughts were, first of all, yes. So Coleman murders multiple people. The only reason he even like shows any regret for his crimes is because of this experiment yet when he dies he's like 100 yeah, so welcomed into heaven. I, actually i had some thoughts about that too well, so you just have to say like no, a, a, uh, however many hail marys well, or something if you're Catholic. In, uh well in a, well, so this catholic no I, this is one of those weird things that what, goes around it was just the uh, the with religion of. is like a lot of people are like if you just accept you know like Christ into your heart at the very end you're forgiven for everything and you get to go to heaven but why wouldn't I do a bunch of terrible shit then but you know? so the trick why is why would is you that, always threaten people with hell if there's no hell hold, and you hold on. Everyone go to can heaven? I finish my sentence god no, damn no so the trick with that is <laughs> is from what I've learned from many years of reading and lore is like you actually like have to be sorry about the stuff you've done like you can't accept Christ into your heart and still be like, yeah, I'm really proud of all those people I murdered. You're not going to heaven if that's how you feel. You like, you actually have to be remorseful, which is why I don't think Michael should have gone to heaven because he wasn't. He didn't actually choose to be a good person. Michael 2.0 was remorseful. Yeah, like, uh, so whatever I can't remember what they called his name in the second one. It was like something Michael's. Uh, his oh, fake name. Fuck, I can't remember his fake name either. Yeah, his fake name, which was, for all intents and purposes, Walter. a separate personality, was a good person. But Michael Coleman, without the intervention of drugs, was a bad person and returned to being a bad person. And it was only those drugs that were like, hey, don't do that. Uh, I don't think he should have gone to heaven because he, in the end, didn't actually feel bad about what he did. I think we were supposed to think that at this point the god gene had worn off, and, and then that he was his, still his brief like thoughts to the Bible, and that he was in Christ or Christ was in him, whatever the fucking way it goes, was like that was his true self changing. I don't know. Maybe, I guess I was like, you know maybe? that's that's a, I'm that's not a fair that interpretation. That is, but I'm, valid I think interpretation. possibly. My other thought at the end of this was like, oh, him and Eric are blood brothers now because he got this gene. But I'm like, so is Eric going to turn into an That thought crossed my mind, too. Like the first... Traumatic. He just went, he was in a yeah, car accident. Yeah, he was kidnapped and he was in a car accident. Like, this traumatic. kid should be flipping. Yeah. So I was like, is book two, like, Eric goes off the rails? Also, he should be getting super fever. Because he's, oh, yeah, he's never got, getting medicine again. Yeah, he's going to have the flu all the time. Listen, if we do book two, we'll know these answers, That's guys. what I told Zach. I Should said, we just, like, Wikipedia this? I'm intru- no, because I'm going to fucking read this. Oh, no, fuck Wiki- me. Wikipedia can't be trusted. Yeah. Why? I think sometimes it's false. Well, you can't, because anybody can go false. in there and edit it. Who's going to go in and edit this? A lot of Our people. fans? There's a reason you all can't eight of use them? Wikipedia as a source. I know, and I'm aware, but at the end of the day, Wikipedia is way more reliable than people give it credit for. Just because anyone can do, anyone can write anything. Did you know I can write a news article saying all three of you are serial killers? 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. Read well, it. I mean, <laughs> one like third at least. That. That's true. But that doesn't mean that I can't do it. Anyone can write anything. So, I'm pretty sure... How, how many scientific studies have been refuted after publication? So, this do is it, actually Zach, I dare called... You. This is called the Fire of Heaven Trilogy. Oh, God. Book two is yes. called Threshold. Yes. Oh, my gosh. What's book three I called? Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, Fire of Heaven. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, how about we don't... Oh, my God, that. he does get heat vision. Yes! Perfect. Okay. I mean, it's got four stars. Oh, my. Mm. Oh, I mean, no. it's got four stars. It's got four stars. Yeah, four All right, ten. everybody. That was uh, that was Blood of Heaven. Who Our... was everybody's favorite character? Oh, yeah, yeah. Favorite uh, character? Yeah, definitely. Like the... Which I'm assuming Freddy got blown up. Yeah, oh, for Absolutely. sure. I mean, he had to have, or they would have failed their mission. Um, I guess they, they did already. Oh, yeah, you're right. My Eric best friend, Eric, the 21-year-old, 8-year-old, is still alive. God, we can't keep doing the story times with stupid things where we put grown men in the bodies of children. That's... I had to. It made it better. That's bad phrasing. I said that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's I would like to say that gross. my favorite character was probably Trish. <laughs> just for being banging? Just for being She banging. just went in, boom, did her job, out. Hey, so no, she actually tries to murder a kid. Oh, well, I mean, that's not the one. It's still my favorite. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, things are forgivable is what this book is taught us. Mallory, your favorite Trish, character? Trish, just say five Hail Marys or whatever, and you're good. Who is your favorite character <laughs> in this? Eat a cracker and some wine. Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> like, Freddy seems like the know, easy way out. I don't want to say Freddy because it's too obvious and too easy, but... I got nothing else. You know, maybe Steiner was a good guy for sticking to his principles and yeah. forcing a man to help him commit suicide. You I mean, nobody stuck to their principles more than Murkowski. Oh, my God. <laughs> Murkowski, MVP, truly believed in everything he I mean, did. Wolf was probably a good guy. And well, Actually, Wolf was a good guy. Oh, yeah, Wolf. I'm going with Wolf. He had red hair. He was a ginger like you, Caleb. Yeah, he's Perfect. a big buff ginger. Yeah. But he had a rockin' bod, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was... Uh, oh, no, for you, those of you that can't see Caleb, he is... No, no, I'm, I'm a just small kidding. person. Just kidding. I'm I just won't kidding. Say. All right, that was The Blood of Heaven. Uh, <laughs> Mallory, what are, we, what are we reading next week? <laughs> yeah, uh, let's not start body shaming. <laughs> crying for help with Caleb has turned to insult Caleb. <laughs> I don't know that any of us have... Hot bods here, so. I, I don't have an attractive bod, but I'm very warm right now. The AC never kicked on. Oh, because the heat's on now. Yeah, I'm really warm. That's auto, I'm, but the I'm AC... sweating here in my skeletal SpongeBob shirt. <laughs> Crack the door just a bit there. No. Well, okay, Red. so our next book is going to be Hollow <laughs> Kingdom. Hey, guys, come on. Hollow Kingdom by Kira Jane Buxton. And it uh, sounds like there's a crow... There's a guy named Big Jim whose eyeball falls out of his head. I believe, from what I gathered on the back, it's about a crow and a dog that are trying to navigate the zombie apocalypse and save the world. Like Homer does. A foul-mouthed crow and a faithful bloodhound must Try. work together to save humanity. And this big-hearted, boundlessly... I can't read the whole thing because there's a sticker over it. Yeah, I was... through the apocalypse. Yeah, like Homer and Bound. Oh, yeah. Homeward Bound versus Zombies. All right. I'm honestly kind of excited. As I should be. I picked this book. Uh, uh, Interesting. Okay, the last one you picked traumatized all four of us. That was fine. That was fine. 
I've recovered. I was. All I right. didn't. Fuck you. It was a great. Book. I mean, I wasn't. It's not that that was I probably my favorite book we've done so far. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, the magic of regression. Thank you for joining us with books and bastards. Uh, all right. Oh god, what's a good sound? Asa, let's start with you. What's your prayer for forgiveness? What are you praying to God for forgiveness for? What? What terrible I crime? Have nothing. I, I'm not forgiving anything. You're not forgiving anything? <laughs> you regret nothing? That's not the question. I'm not re. Yeah, you you're not asking for forgiveness. Right? No repentance. For, Asa won't repent in the face that is of what I meant to say. Heat vision, <laughs> Jesus. You. He's a man Mallory. of his principles. As heat well. vision, Jesus turns his gaze upon you, Mallory. What do you repent? <laughs> I didn't throw the ball for the dogs today because it was raining outside. That was a weakness on my part. Going to hell. You have three hell Mallory or Caleb. Forgiven. Heat vision, Jesus turns his gaze upon you. What is your repentance? That I never, that, that I never ate a living uh, candy bar. God I never it. learned to love a living candy, candy bar. Heaven done. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, as heat vision Jesus turns his gaze upon me, I regret most of my jokes this evening, especially the ones about grown men and eight-year-olds. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Yeah, you did do that. <laughs>